Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Swanson, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Here on the Boy Mom Podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this often crazy world. And guys, I hope you had a great Easter weekend. I know it was a different one, right? It was definitely a different one, but I hope that, you know, maybe with simplifying everything, it helped us all get back to the most important things. And I hope you were able to celebrate the meaning of Easter and just enjoy time with family. Um, My Easter was especially special because I was also celebrating my 24th wedding anniversary. Dave and I have had a few anniversaries fall on Easter, and though he was working in a hospital, um, we're all healthy and doing okay, so for that, I'm really grateful. And um, you know, during this quarantine period, we've been cleaning out a lot of closets, we've been cleaning out our garage, and I came across a bin recently that is full of journals. And some of those journals were from our early married years, and I just started flipping through them, and. Oh my goodness, I was reminded of how far we've come. I was like, Dave, babe, we've come a long ways. These early journals, like we need to burn them one day, but I just can't yet because they're just really healthy for me to look at them and just go, oh, God has brought us so far. And I love to talk about marriage right up there with raising kids. Just the topic of family is so much my heart. And today's guest is here to talk with us about marriage. Ashley Willis is an amazing woman, married to Dave Willis. The two of them together do marriage ministry. And I've been so looking forward to having her on the podcast. Now, we recorded a few weeks back and then I pushed it back because I wanted to do a special Easter episode and had to talk about homeschooling a few weeks back. But as this comes out now, her brand new book, Peace Pirates just released last week. And so though it's not the topic of our conversation today, it is a book for parents. And I think in this season, Peace Pirates will be so good for so many of you. So I'm going to be sure to link to that in the show notes. I got to read it ahead of time and it was a really solid book. So be sure to look for that one. But uh, Dave and Ashley Willis, they travel around speaking at conferences as part of the Marriage Today ministry. They wrote a book called, get this, Naked Marriage, and they have a podcast of the same name. They are hilarious. They are so authentic, so real, and also just really working hard to honor God on this topic of marriage, to encourage couples who need it, and don't we all need encouragement when it comes to marriage? So I love what they do. I'm a big fan, and I just adore both of them, and I'm so excited to bring her on to share really on the topic of marriage, but not just marriage, but how marriage affects our kids. Now, before you think I'm going to lay any kind of guilt trip on any of you, I'm not going to because we're all in this together. None of us are perfect in our marriage or perfect as parents, but I think it's really important to be mindful of how our marriage affects our kids. And I think Ashley does a great job of just encouraging us in the area of how we talk to our kids about our marriage, how we talk to our spouse about communication and how this all spills over and affects our children. So I think it's a topic that's important for everyone to be mindful of. Now, if you're a single mom, then I hope that you find some encouragement in this too. Certainly, I know there's a lot of you out there who are doing this on your own and God bless you. It is a big, big job. And you can be sure that I'm working on 
future episodes also just for you single moms. So in the meantime, hopefully you can tuck away some of what we talk about today. Hey, before I dive into today's conversation, I want to thank you again for the ratings and reviews over at Apple Podcasts. I see more coming in and I so appreciate it. Here's a recent one from Kelsey McCoy. She gave me five stars and titled it one of my fave podcasts. Thank you so much. She said, as a newer boy mom, my boys are one and two. Oh, God bless you. I love hearing Monica's wisdom in raising strong boys to love Jesus. She is helping me along my journey and I appreciate her sharing all of her insight. Thank you, Kelsey. That means so much to me. Guys, I read every one of these. And if you haven't left a rating or review yet, maybe you can hit pause and go over, click on five stars or leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom Podcast. And also, it just means so much to me when you share this podcast with your friends. You might take a screenshot of what you're listening to right now, put it in your Instagram story or on Facebook. And that is a great way to help more people find this podcast. So thank you so much for all of that. I am really excited to share this conversation with you. I hope it encourages you. You will always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode number 50. So have a look in show notes for links to anything we mention and always some good notes, some encouragement over there as well. Okay, thanks so much. Hope you enjoy this conversation. Aloha, Ashley, and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. I am so excited too. And you know, as I was preparing to talk to you today, it occurred to me that you and I have a lot in common. I mean, we're both writers, podcasters, all that. We both have four sons. That's a big deal. And we're both married to great guys named Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so fun. I love that. (laughs) Isn't it fun? And I have had the honor of reading a book you're about to publish called Peace Pirates. And I definitely want to touch on that before this conversation ends. And I also got to read and endorse your husband's book called Raising Boys Who Respect Girls. That's the right title, right? I'm not missing it up. And thank you so much for taking the time to read both of those books. That's so awesome. Oh my goodness. They are both so much of my heart that it was a joy and so much fun. But I also follow along on your ministry that you and Dave do together called Naked Marriage, called Marriage Today, right? That's the that's the home base, Marriage Today? Yes, yes. The home base, we work, uh, we're in partnership with Marriage Today, which is a ministry started 25 years ago by Jimmy and Karen Evans. And um, But we also have a podcast called The Naked Marriage Podcast, as well as a book called The Naked Marriage. That's right. And I love them all. I seriously, your podcast is so refreshing and I get busted all the time. (laughs) That's such a good way. I seriously laugh out loud listening to the two of you, but it's so good. So before, and today really, I want to focus most of this conversation on talking about marriage, talking about marriage for the sake of our boys, because I am such a believer that as we raise these kids, one of the most important things we can give them is a healthy marriage. And, um, and I just would love to have you share some of the things that you talk about in your book and on your podcast. Um, but before we dive into all my questions, I would love it if you can just kind of introduce yourself to everyone a little about yourself, where you are and your family. Sure, sure. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Ashley Willis. I'm married to the amazing Dave Willis. And, um, we both, like, like Monica mentioned, we're authors and we're speakers, and uh, we do most of our speaking these days in partnership with Marriage Today, and we do what, what's called the EXO Marriage Conferences, which uh, just started um, a few years ago, but we always launch it every year around Valentine's Day at Gateway Church um, in South Lake, Texas, and then mm-hmm. we travel around the United States and do those um, at different spots in the United States, and so we have a lot of fun doing that, but our most important kind of people in our lives are our four boys. Mm. And they all have C names. So they're Cooper, Connor, Chandler, and Chatham. One of our friends pointed out that we have the Cocos and the Cha-Chas. And so <laughs> he's about that. And um, here, and we kind of had two, we call them the bigs and the littles because we kind of took a little breather in the middle. So they range, there's a wide range in age. They are 15, 13, 8, and 5. And uh, right now we have four and four schools. And so it's very interesting. Oh, my <laughs> but, goodness. Um, That's crazy. It is a little crazy, but it's fun. And I know, Monica, we can relate in so many ways, having all the testosterone in our home, but I just love it. (laughs) That's right. And I guess now as we're recording, the boys are all home, right? They are, yes. So uh, we've never homeschooled before. I am a teacher. (laughs) Welcome. 
full. So thankfully I have that kind of background, but I haven't taught in years because we've been doing the marriage ministry. And so it's kind of, I'm having to use my teaching skills again. And it's been, you know, an adjustment, but it's also been really cool. So I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah. I bet you're pulling out your Peace Pirates book. and I am. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I have to remind myself. I love it. So I have a good friend who lived here in Hawaii for years, but recently moved to Alabama. And she called me last month and was like, oh, we went to this great marriage conference and this couple that led it were so funny and so relatable. Their names were Dave and Ashley Willis. And I was like, oh, right on. So I guess um, she was blessed to get to listen to you guys. Oh, that was awesome. Yes, that was at um, Highlands. We had the best time in Birmingham doing Mm -hmm. that conference. It was, you know, we always learn so much too. I mean, even though sometimes we're, you know, we're teaching from the stage, we always learn from the other teachers and from the couples that we talk to. It's just, we really, we we just consider it such a blessing to Mm -hmm. be able to do this kind of work because it is important, but it's something that also keeps Dave and I on our toes for sure. Absolutely. I bet it does. Well, I appreciate it so much because as much as I love to talk about parenting and raising boys, I just as much am such a fan of marriage and what it means to nurture and cultivate a healthy marriage. Um, it's it's just one of those things that's so near to my heart. I guess it's all family. I just love, I always say, I think family was God's greatest idea. So it's all one big package. Yes. Well, um, I have been doing a series over on my blog about kind of all the things that moms tend to let go of or neglect during the busy years of parenting. It's called what moms need most. And one of the things that I think is so easy to kind of just lose a grip on is our marriage. I think when we're busy raising kids, so much of the focus can go into the kids and and we're wearing ourselves out all day, especially probably now with kids all at home for the most part. And we tend to forget that relationship that started it all. And with that in mind, I just thought this was such a good time to talk to you and see if you can offer us boy moms some encouragement, how we can nurture our marriage. Um, You know, no marriage is perfect. Not mine, probably not yours. (laughs) But (laughs) but we there's so much we can do so much. We really do have more control over than we think, I guess I'd say in this part of, you know, really nurturing a marriage that's going to be a great example to our kids. And so let's just dive in and you can share a little bit from your experience and what you guys talk about. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I totally am with you. Like there's no perfect marriages out there because there's no perfect people. And and so I, I take, I take great like comfort in that knowing yes. that God, God knows we're not perfect. He's not expecting perfection, but I right. think, you know, especially Monica, you're talking about how it's so easy to lose sight of our marriage, of our spouse, of the connection that we once had when we're mm-hmm. raising kids, because we are, we're, you know, we're, we're doing these good things. I mean, it, it's good to want to be a good parent. It's good to want to lead them in the Lord. It's good to work hard. It's good to be involved in your community. But I think what happens is so many times we expect our marriage just to be okay on autopilot, mm-hmm. but it, it isn't okay. I mean, it's something that has to be, it has to be cultivated. It has to be attended to all the time. You know, yep. we have to to keep having those hard conversations. We have to keep communicating. And I do think, you know, especially for moms, it is so easy to become hyper-focused on our role as mother that mm-hmm. we inadvertently, you know, and unintentionally neglect our husbands. And so a lot of what Dave and I do in, in our ministry And it's not only, you know, to moms, but to parents in general, those people raising kids is we encourage them to really be intentional about Mm -hmm. making time for one another, because if we're not intentional, everything and everyone else is going to take precedent. And so what happens is we end up giving our spouse our leftovers and we're kind of not, you know, not really engaging with them. Like we'll be, we'll be cordial and kind to perfect strangers. And then we come home and like, Uh. they're our spouse. And we're like grunting and like expecting our nonverbals to communicate what we're really feeling. Uh-huh. And before you know it, we're going to yeah. bed mad. We're just kind of existing as business partners, mm-hmm. you know, raising yeah. our little people and not really embracing the thriving marriage that God wants us to have. Oh, absolutely. And I guess that's where we see those people whose kids are raised. And then they're like, what do we have left? And the marriage won't last. So that's what I want to avoid, right? I know, I know. And it's so easy to fall into that. And I I think it can happen to anybody, even people with good intentions, like who really did not even know that that was happening. They were losing that connection. And, um, And I do think it's really in the midst, like in the thick of raising kids that we have to be so careful 
to make sure that we are, you know, checking in with each other and really talking, not just about, you know, the schedules or the finances or, or whatever, you know, where we need to take the kids that day. But we really need to talk about what we're really feeling, like our hopes, our dreams, our fears, you know, talk about the future and laugh together. I mean, I can't, I think laughter is so, it's just so under, like people don't value it as much as we really need to when it comes to marriage, but especially yes. when you're in the thick of just life and, and right now in this season where there's a lot of fear involved and people mm -hmm. are having to completely change their schedules and how they do things because of COVID-19, you know, it's like we, we've got to find moments of laughter and reconnection and it, it's, you know, when, when life is hard, which it, it you know, we're all going to have trouble. Jesus himself said in this world, you will have trouble but take yes. heart up overcome the world. It's like, so we know we're going to have trouble, but we don't have to go through it alone because we have yes. Jesus. And then when we're married, we have this, this wonderful gift of a spouse. And I think yes. when we lose sight of the true gift they are in our lives and yes. that they are, they are our best friend. They're this, mm -hmm. this beautiful partner that God has given us. When we lose sight of that, it, it's, that's when the disconnection happens because we're, we're devaluing kind of what God has put right in front of us. Oh my goodness. I, I totally agree. And I love that word you used intentionality, which, you know, is kind of a theme throughout my book, boy, mom. And I know, you know, just one of those things I'm so glad people are talking about more and more, because I think sometimes we assume something's supposed to come naturally and in parenting and in marriage, I think just being intentional is so key. And even on that topic of, of humor and laughter in a marriage, I know for me, my husband's a, a quieter guy. I'm more the daddy one. And sometimes I have had a tendency in the past to be like kind of waiting for him to change. Like, oh, maybe he'll become more fun or I'm just going to sit back and wait for him to be this or that. And then I realize, you know what, if I'm the one who's more outgoing, more fun, more chatty, it doesn't hurt for me to be the one to crack a joke, for me to lighten the mood, for me to do whatever it is I'm wanting him to do, whether it's romance or sex or humor. Right. And when I initiate those things, he's always so ready to join in and have a laugh or whatever it might be. So I think that for us women to realize we don't need to always wait around for the men to lead in these ways. You know, I love that. That is so true because I think, I think there is kind of this, this epidemic of, of, of people, you know, not just wives, but husbands too, kind of like, well, I'll change when they change, you know, mm -hmm. we, and, and what, and honestly too, I think sometimes, you know, we, we look at our spouse like they're wrong just because they're different when really yes. they're just different. They're not yes. wrong, yes. you know, different than who we are. And honestly, if they were just like us, they probably annoy us. They would. <laughs> right. And so it's embracing those differences, you know, even like Dave and I, we were joking about this today. I tend to be more of the one who wants to prepare, you know, I take things a little more seriously and Dave is more the lighthearted one. Mm -hmm. And I was and saying, you know, between the two of us is a pretty balanced person, <laughs> you know, yes, exactly, which is God's design, right? Exactly right. It, it, you know, it's just this beautiful thing. But I do think that sometimes, especially when we're raising kids, mm -hmm. it can bring out those differences. Because I know for Dave and I, and we talk a lot about this in our book, Naked Marriage, one of the first big kind of fights we had, uh, I mean, like really like where I felt like we were kind of stumbling over something was in those early years of raising kids and having to decide how are we going to discipline these children? Because mm -hmm. I was very much like black and white and mm -hmm. Dave. So I just, I tease with him. I'm like, you're just so much nicer than me. Like, I just <laughs> want to be like laying down the hammer and he's yep. like, Oh, Jesus says there's grace, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. I I'm like, well, between the two of us, you know, over the years I've realized, well, first of all, and we talk about this all the time, we have to be on the same page of what expectations we have for our family. What are our family values? You know, yes. lots of things that you talk about, Monica, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's like those are so important and we've got to know where we're going kind of as a family and be intentional. But I think too, you know, we have to remember that we're both bringing something good to, to kind of the whole picture yes. and to not resent those things in our spouse. And over the, Dave and I've been married almost 20 years and I so appreciate that he does, you know, he, he helps me to be more full of grace and he helps me to laugh. And, and I love yes. that. No, I love that. And I, I'd love for you to speak even a little bit more on it, because this is a question I get from a lot of listeners and a lot of blog readers who are like, you know, maybe have younger kids and they're at that place right now where they're trying to figure out if dad parents one way, I parent another way, how do we come to an agreement? Do you have any more just maybe words of wisdom on that? Yes, absolutely. There was a time we we just had two kids at the time and they were both, we had our first two really close together. 
-hmm. And we felt, you know, we, we've lived away from family most of our marriage too. So we, we didn't have a lot of support, you know, and we were new in our community at the time. And we just felt, um, you know, fairly new in the community. We felt just really overwhelmed. And over the course of a year, I think Dave could sense my growing, my, my growing kind of resentment towards him. And I wasn't doing anything in particular. I think he could just feel it. You know, you feel when your spouse yeah. is kind of tense with you. Yeah. And he came up to me one day and he just said, listen, I can feel that in your eyes, I am not doing what you would like me to do as a dad. Like whether it's not being hard enough on the kids, you know, it, like holding up some of those expectations that we have. And he's like, and I, I don't like that because he goes, I want to be on the same page with this. And he said, I have an idea. He said, is there, you know, think about all the couples, all the families that we know at our church, our, our family friends, and ones that are kind of a little ways ahead of us. And is there any couple that you look at and you're like, you know, I, I love the kind of family that they have. You know, it's God honoring. They're not perfect because nobody's perfect, but I would love to learn from them. Like, is there anybody that comes to mind? He's like, I'd love for you to pray about it. I'll pray about it too. And really both of us in our prayers, we, we came up with the exact same couple. Oh. And so cool. they're Todd and Stacy. I know it's so cool how God works. Yeah. And I and I even, you know, again, this just shows our different personalities. I was like, oh, sweetie, they're, you know, I call it Dave Sweetie. I'm like, sweetie, they're too <laughs> busy. I'm like, I, you know, they're so busy. I don't know if they're going to want to do this. You know, I don't want them to feel obligated. And he's like, Ashley, you can't say no for people. He's like, what's the harm in asking? And so he went and, and, and asked, you know, them and they, they were so quick to say yes. And they said, oh my gosh, you know. We would love to teach you what we know. And so we had him over to our house and had him over for dinner, had some coffee afterwards and just talked about what we're going through. And we said, listen, like we have a great marriage, but when it comes to this one subject, we sure. keep on just not, we're just, it, we're really having a hard time getting on the same page. I and love you know, it. that like hour long conversation, they just really gave us some wonderful wisdom, some things to think about. They even asked us some hard questions and told us some hard truths mm -hmm. and ended up having them over through the years. Mm. We had them for several other times and talked to them and they've been such a wealth of knowledge because, you know, sometimes it's great to go to your own family. I mean, that's wonderful. But I think sometimes too, when you're going through troubles in marriage, yeah. it's, it's something <laughs> better, that, better to go somewhere else, right? <laughs> right. Because your family, they have a hard time forgetting yeah. and forgiving. Maybe even if it was something your spouse did wrong, it's like sure. you, you could have forgiven them and moved on, but your family didn't, you know? Right. And so Definitely. it's good when you have somebody neutral who's not related, but, you know, loves God, loves you, loves your spouse and is for your family. And mm. you can really trust kind of what they're telling you. And I'm telling you, if you, if, if people listening don't have a mentor couple, I just, I would encourage them to get that because, and, and they're right there for the taking. I promise you, they would love to teach you. It, it's just such, it's been such a great thing for us. Definitely. I, I love that so much. I think that's some of the best advice you could give. And and I think oftentimes what you're going to hear from these people are, oh, we went through that too. And just to know that you're not, you're not alone and that this is all normal stuff that you have to get through to get to the other side, that alone is so help, helpful and healthy. Oh, no, it's been huge. I mean, and, and there's been a few other, you know, just even mom to mom, you know, having, an, you know, just a mom mentor, someone who's like yeah. 10 years ahead of you, you know, just to be able to go to and be honest about things. And you're right, Monica. I mean, we just need to know it's not just us. It's not just yes. our kids. Like right. everybody has struggles and we all have to work through them. And when it comes to marriage, it's not sitting on it. Like the worst thing we can do is act like it's not a problem or act like it's just a phase and it's just going to mm -hmm. disappear. We've got oh. to talk about these things sooner rather than later, because just like, you know, if you have a little tumor, it's easier to remove the small tumor than it is the, the whopping tumor that's taking over your internal organs. You know, yep. when it comes to conflict, it's the exact same way in marriage. We've got to, we need to handle it as soon as it's a problem and not wait till we're just, you know, yelling at each other or even not talking at all or slamming doors or whatever it is. We've got to deal with it. Oh, I, I agree so much. And in the, you know, a few couples I know who have recently gone through a divorce when I had an honest conversation with them, you look back and realize that those those um, issues really started a long time ago, and they didn't deal with them. And and then these, you know, kind of like bricks began to build one on top of another until there's such a big wall that yes, I believe God can do a miracle, and it can. There's always healing available, but like you said, so much easier to just tear down that wall when it's still small than when it's huge. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that is such good stuff. I, I love that. And I, I think it's just super important. I mean, so much that you're saying, I'm like, 
there's so many directions I want to go. We're going to have to have you back because this is a topic I'm super passionate about. But I think, again, people thinking this is a unique problem to them and people thinking that no one else is going through it. And that's where I think it's so important that we reach out and we develop community. And I think it's hard because right now, as we're recording, at least, and hopefully some people will be listening to this and the coronavirus will be a thing of the past and we'll forget about this whole <laughs> pandemic. But the truth is, with with the whole social distancing, it does concern me because what I don't want is for people in all of these areas, whether it's, you know, mental health or marriage or parenting, that as people get isolated, I think it's such an unhealthy thing. So I will encourage anyone listening to use whatever resources you have, grab the phone, text a friend, get on email, whatever you can do. If you want to do a Zoom meeting with a friend, get on and do a video chat with, with another couple, but don't isolate yourself. Don't think that you're alone. And Get out there and find books like the Naked Marriage book. I mean, these are places where you're going to realize you're not alone and there's always hope and help. So uh, I just love what you guys do. <laughs> oh, thank you, Martha. And I love what you do, too. And, it, you know, there's there, we just all of us, we, we need all of us encouraging each other. And I think yeah. the biggest thing, you know, with with Dave and I calling this book The Naked Marriage, it's not just about sex. I mean, we definitely <laughs> talk about sex in it because people yeah. are like, what what are they talking about but really it's about it's about being naked in all the ways you know being naked yeah. emotionally spiritually mentally mm -hmm. physically i mean god wants us to have a nakedness first and foremost to him we can't hide anything from god even if we tried but he wants right. us to come to him with everything and then yeah. when it comes to human relationships you know he designed adam and eve naked and unashamed mm -hmm. and they were physically naked but they were also unashamed because there were no secrets there was no hidden things that they just weren't telling each other about or hidden agendas. And it was this beautiful time where, you know, it was literally God, Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And we believe that, you know, I know today we're, we're many years later and it's, and things are different, but we can still have that vulnerability with each other. We can still have that deep connection that God wants us to have and, with him and one another, but it really all boils down to being honest and realizing that we're not perfect, that mm -hmm. we do have to work through things. And what I found in, in our own marriage, and we talk a lot about these specific stories of kind of different struggles that Dave and I have gone through, which there's been a lot. And there's I know there will be others, you know, just because we're human beings. But what I found is in those struggles, that's when we grow the most. You know, yeah. it's not in the easy years. It's in the hard years. Yes. And that wants to go through that, you know, and, and when it, in the midst of going through it, I'm like, Lord, how long? How long do we have to go through this? You know, and I think all of us feel that we're like, how long, you know, I don't know how much I can endure or how much we can endure, but every time it's like God comes right in the midst of that chaos and he brings us peace whenever we surrender it to him and yes. he teaches us so much. And, and that's why, you know, even this time of the coronavirus, like you said, I hope it's long gone by the time people listen to this, but I do feel like this is a unique time where it's not all bad, that there's a lot we can learn if we really lean into the word and we really lean into the Lord and we, mm -hmm. and we really even in this time, I mean, this could be a time where your marriage and family grows. And I know for some listening, they're like, seriously, like yeah. everything is turned upside down. And, you know, we're just all on top of each other in this house yeah. and I'm suffocating. You know, it could be a lot of different things you're thinking. But I just want to challenge the listener to look for those sweet little golden moments. And you yeah. do have to be intentional about looking for them. They won't just yes. appear. But when you look for them, it's like you'll see God at work. And it's just so cool to see him working through those hard times. Hey friends, I'm just gonna hop in here real quick to thank today's sponsor. Now I know with so many people at home with their kids trying to figure out how to do school from home, many of you are looking into homeschooling for reals, for legit next year. And I encourage you to consider today's podcast sponsor, which is Dive. Dive is a Christian college preparatory math and science curriculum. They are e-courses with expert video instruction, video solutions, and auto grading that makes learning faster and easier, especially easier for the parents. And my boys have been using Dive for years. They have enjoyed the math and science curriculums, and my oldest son has gone on to college to have a very smooth transition to higher level courses in math and science. And so I encourage you to check it out. You can find out more at diveintomath.com, and I'll have links to that site in show notes as well. Thanks so much, and now back to today's episode. Well, before we wrap up, one thing I do want to touch on, and, and of course, all of this, our marriage affects our kids. We know that. 
But um, I just want to talk a little bit specifically about just raising boys and the message we're giving them in the way we relate to one another. I well, I just am thinking it's been a long time, but I'll link in the show notes to a blog post I wrote years ago called When You Hear Your Kids Describe Your Marriage, I think is what it was called. And it came to me because we were driving the car one day and I I don't even remember. I tell the whole story in the blog post so everyone can go read it. But it was however it turned out, we um, got on the topic of marriage and I heard one of my boys describing our marriage in the back seat, just chatting among themselves. And it was such an eye opener to me and just such a reminder that they are listening and they are watching. <laughs> and yes, there's grace. None of us are going to do it perfectly. But I think that it's important for us as moms in the thick of it to just consider how we're relating to our spouses and what that's communicating to our kids. So maybe you have some words on that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is, and, and I think it can be, it's very humbling as, mm -hmm. as, <laughs> yes. as a parent because you're like, we have these little eyes, these little ears watching and listening all the time. And, and even as they get older, I mean, I even think, you know, right now I have a high school and a middle schooler who I know are thinking about what, mm -hmm. what a relationship supposed to look like and what is a marriage supposed to look like. And so it is, it's very humbling and it's very, um, it's like, it keeps you on your toes. And yeah. so, yeah, like I, I think it's really, it, it is something that we always, as married parents, we need to keep that in the back of our mind. And I think, you know, I remember years ago, I had a friend who said that her parents literally never had a fight. She never saw them ever disagree about anything. And then literally she's, I think like 18 years old, graduating. And within a week they divorced and oh, like, man. and this, they were just completely apart, you know? And then they like never talked again, didn't want to have anything to do with each other. And she said, my mind was just like, what just happened? Like, I don't yeah. know how they can go from literally seeming like they have the perfect relationship to divorce. And I think what it is, is we tell ourselves as parents, like we can't ever show our kids that we have any kind of difference or disagreement. But the mm -hmm. truth is they need to see that like in a healthy way. It's, it's mm -hmm. healthy for your kids to see that you're working through something. Now, I'm not saying like have these serious like adult, you know, uh, right. disagreements or, or adult themed things or you're talking like don't have a a disagreement about sex in front of your kids. Like seriously, <laughs> obviously I, I'm going to say that just in case somebody misinterprets what I'm going to say, but like when it comes to little things like, I you love know, it. put the yes. laundry away or, you know, or uh -huh. oh, gosh, I thought you were picking up so-and-so and I was going to do this. Like, I think it's good to say like, listen, I'm so sorry, you know, just to, to show our, our kids as saying we're sorry to each other and saying yes. like, I am so yes. sorry I misunderstood you. Or even mm -hmm. if you have a crossword, to come back to our spouse in front of our kids and say, you yes. know what? I totally came off way too tense with whatever I just told you. And I am so sorry. Please forgive oh. me. I think oh, it's powerful so to see that, you know? And I also think too, it's important to sometimes, and this may sound kind of silly, but I think it's really important. Like to sometimes, if your child is being disrespectful to your spouse, mm -hmm. instead of just saying like, don't disrespect your mom or don't disrespect your dad, I think it's important to say, you know what, you don't talk that way to my wife or you don't talk that mm -hmm. way to my husband. Because I think, you know, we need to remind our kids that's not only your mom or your dad, but that's that's my spouse, you know. And yes. I think it kind of rings true, like how how much you respect them when you right. remind them who they are and how much you are honoring them. And they, too, you know, obviously need to honor their parents. But I think it's just important to remind them that that you're not just a mom or a dad, but you're you're a husband and a wife. Oh, I, I love that. And, and this just kind of reminds me again, circling back to what we were talking about earlier, just how sometimes we might be waiting for our spouse to be the one to come and apologize and make things right in front of the kids. But sometimes, you know, again, depending on personalities, I don't want to generalize men and women here, but in my case, my husband's kind of moved on typically. He's not thinking about, he's not worried about how it's affecting his sons, but I'm the one thinking, hello, you know, you really should come apologize. But for me to realize, it, it won't hurt for me to be the first one, for me to be the one to go up in front of all the kids, put my arms around his neck and say, I'm sorry, I was being really silly. That was totally wrong. Or, you know, I was disrespectful. Please forgive me. And, you know, the kids may act like they're not watching, but they are. And then almost 100% of the time, my husband's going to say, I'm sorry too. You know, they, they're usually pretty willing to go there with us. We just shouldn't wait for them to be the ones to initiate, right? It's so true because, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. It's like be the yeah. first one to make peace, to make amends, to, and it yes. doesn't mean, I do think it depends on personalities. It's not that they don't care. Sometimes right. it's their way of coping is just to yeah. move on to the next thing. And it could mm -hmm. be how they were raised. Sometimes it's like yeah. a, 
in our family, we just moved on. Like we would spat and then we'd move on, you know, but we have to say, well, in our family, you know, we, we want to be the first to go make amends. And it, and it really does, even though you're, especially if you have teenagers, they're going to act like they could care less or roll their eyes. Okay. Or if you give them a yes. hug, they're like, eh, you're gross or whatever, but uh-huh. they really are. It's so comforting to kids to see their parents make up and love each other and be kind to each other and be laughing together. I mean, they really are watching all of that because we have so many, you know, I guess 20 somethings these days that are choosing not to get married because they, they look at their parents and they're like, marriage just seems like a lot of work and no fun and oh. that's miserable. So I don't want yes. any part of that. I mean, there's just a whole generation that just you so right. see it, you know, they don't see it as the blessing that it is. And it's like, I want to go out of my way to show my kids like, you know, our marriage isn't perfect, but we do have a lot of fun and it's worth, it's worth, yes. the hard, it's worth, it's worth, you know, doing our best to get it right. And to, to make sure that we are having those hard conversations and, you know, it's, it, it goes such a long way because they really are watching and taking in everything. Mm, I love that so much. I've had the conversation with my husband as my boys have become teenagers where I'm like, you know, let's really focus on this area or that. I want to, I want the boys to see this, you know, maybe something that doesn't come supernatural, but like, can you be sure to do this? You know, and it's a way to kind of be intentional in the marriage, but sometimes for the sake of the kids, but what's happening there is the marriage is just getting better anyways. So it's a (laughs) win-win. It is. I do think too, I just want to say this real quick. I think we need to, as parents and as, as spouses, like really watching our tone. And this is something for years that I struggle with and I still have to, God really, shows yeah. me, you know, I still need to work yeah. on it time because we may be saying all the right things, but if we're saying it in a biting tone and when uh. we say that thing and then walk off and roll our eyes, like our kids see that too. And so we've got to be authentic. We've got to be real and hmm. make sure our tone matches what we're saying, because if it doesn't, all they're seeing is you're saying all these things, but you don't really feel it. You don't really believe it. Uh. And want to make sure our kids see an authentically godly marriage where we're not claiming to be perfect, but we're, we're really trying and we're honoring God and we're honoring each other. And, and we're not, you know, just saying what we think our spouse wants to hear and then going off and, and just not really, not really, you know, having this honest, honest honoring of each other. Cause it, so they, it's, you know, especially the older kids get, they know. <laughs> they, they totally know. That is such a good point. And, and I was just being reminded too of a recent podcast episode of yours, which I'll link to in the show notes, but it was about, um, I forget the title, but it was about when one of the spouses talks to the other, like more like a parent when you're kind of mothering the other. (laughs) And I was just laughing because you guys were like, you might not think this is you, but, and then pretty soon I was like, oh man, busted. (laughs) Me too. I know. I mean, that's why, yeah, I'm like, I know I've fallen into that before. It's so easy to fall into these, these kind of ha- bad habits that we don't even realize are, are not good at the time. But yeah, if we, we can kind of get into that parent child dynamic in marriage. And it's like, that's oh. not at all what marriage is supposed to be like. No. Oh, I love that. And I do think too, I always talk about just having open conversations with our kids about all things. I'm just a communicator and it's my style, but I think everyone can be. But I think even talking to the kids about your marriage, you know, just saying, hey, mom, mom and dad are really working on this or we're trying to make date nights more of a priority. Or I know you heard us argue, but we're really working on like just talking to them about it because they can take it, especially as they get a little older. I think it's just super important. Oh, I totally think so. You know, just the other day, I can't remember what I was watching with one of um, my, my second son, Connor, is 13. And it was, it was, I don't know if it was a commercial or a show, I can't remember, but it talked about a married couple going to counseling and, and he was like, oh, they're going to counseling, be getting ready to divorce. No, no, no. I said, going to counseling doesn't mean you're getting ready to divorce. That just means they're working on their relationship. And he's like, well, you and dad, you've never gone to counseling. And I was like, bud, yes, we have. Like we talk yeah. about openly all the time. You know, they don't always right. get to hear marriage talks, but I'm like, dad and I've had to work through different things. And I said, we weren't like, it wasn't because we thought we'd get divorced. It was because we knew we needed help working through things. And I'm like, yeah. there's strength in that. There's no shame in that. And I saw his little mind, you know, he's mm-hmm. 13. He definitely is thinking about relationships and thinking about being married someday. And it was like, you saw his little mind shift and, and yep. think, Hey, it's not, you know, bad to get help. It's good. And, and I was like, so thankful that he even mentioned that to me because it did give me an opportunity to make sure that he understood that there's strength in, in seeking counsel. 
Oh my goodness, so true. And and one day when he is married, he will remember that that was an okay thing. And if he needs the help, he'll be that much more likely to get it. So super important. Well, last topic before I throw some boy mom questions at you. I would love to just hear you say a few words on that thing of intentionality and and scheduling dates, making, you know, even on a calendar, I don't know what your recommendation is for being intentional about time together, but I know a lot of listeners have little kids. They, you know, might be on a tight budget. Carving out time for mom and dad to be alone together can be really hard. So any advice on that? Oh, absolutely. And my heart goes out to the ones with small children at home because it it is so hard. And especially if you do live away from family or maybe your family cannot be the babysitters, you know, we totally get that. So we, we've not had our family near us for most of our marriage. And so we've had to hire babysitters. And there's been times where, like, we did not have the money to, to uh-huh. hire a babysitter. Yeah, and so I same. totally understand this is complicated and there's layers to this. But, it, again, we have to be super intentional. If you don't have the budget to do a weekly date, that's okay. Do a monthly date. Put it on the t- calendar. Save up the money for it. I'm telling you, it is a great investment into your marriage. Yes. And I would say even this, I mean, it doesn't have to be an expensive day. Like sometimes we would use all our money to pay the sitter and then we go to a park and we like pack a picnic. And, you oh, know, right. that what we did on our date wasn't expensive. We just paid our sitter. You know, there were times, too, where we would um, use the YMCA. The local YMCA would have a parent sign out and we would put all those on our calendar. And it was only five dollars a kid to have <laughs> three and a half hours of time. <sighs> So and that was literally just glorious back in those like young, young child days you know we also um done this before for a short time we would basically swap with yes. other families where you know yeah. one family would watch the kids that week while the other couples went out and then you know we'd each take turns switching off like if you have a small group it's a great idea for your small group maybe to take turns doing that and that way you don't have to pay for a sitter you're just paying for like dinner out or whatever you decide to do. You know, I think it's just thinking outside of the box and saying, how yes. can we make this work for us? And totally. I, I do don't underestimate a date night in. Put the kids to bed a little early, like say on Mondays, we're going, you know, the kids are going to go to bed an hour earlier. And of course they won't like it. But I right. mean, it's, it's about saying like, listen, we love you guys and we love spending time with you guys. But mommy and daddy need a little time together because I love mommy and I love, you know, I love daddy. We need to have that time. And, so and just say on Mondays, we go to bed an hour earlier and then use that time to talk, to hang out. And yep. it, that could be a really nice date as well. Uh, I totally agree. I love that. you got to be creative and it's worth the intentional effort. I remember when Dave and I were first, I guess, young parents because we had one son, but we were meeting with a couple like you talked about and oh, marriage yeah. was really hard and we were trying to get some advice. And I remember it was actually another physician and his wife. And they were giving us advice and they talked about how they put sex on a calendar. And I remember thinking, oh, that is so like wrong. Like, where's all the romance and spontaneity? And now years later, I'm like, I think I get that. (laughs) When you have multiple kids, and I think too, the thing about putting sex on the calendar, you can look forward to it. It's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I think that that is definitely a great thing. I remember we had a couple, a mentor couple tell us the same thing. And I thought, what happened to spontaneity? But it's like, when you've got busy jobs and all these kids, I mean, it's hard to be spontaneous. So you gotta, yes. you gotta be willing to put it on the calendar. Definitely. Oh goodness. Well, I could talk to you all day, but I'm going to transition now. We will link to all of um, your resources. So much good stuff you and Dave have to offer. But before we close, I would love to just ask you a couple of quick boy mom questions. You ready for that? I love it. Okay. Okay, here we go. So first question I love to ask all my guests is what is one boy mom? And I can call this boy mom because you got four boys. Boy mom essential that you cannot imagine life without and anything goes in this one. Oh, my goodness. And I I was really trying to think long and hard about this one. But I these days and I know I'm going to especially I know you're a physician's wife. So you're going to be like, why did she say this? No, bring it. These days, I'm really, I love our trampoline because it is a way they can get out energy, especially on these like, 100%. I'm with you. We got okay. one too. <laughs> well, so I have uh, several friends who are either doctors themselves or are married to a doctor and they, they hate trampoline. So I'm always like yeah. careful about it. But um, I mean, I'll be honest, we had one kid break a knee on our previous trampoline and we still have a trampoline because it shows <laughs> you how much we value it. We're like, well, he could have broken a knee anywhere. So when you're a boy mom, you kind of. Kind of just, you know, you go with the flow, but we're loving our trampoline these days. 
I totally agree. Trampolines are awesome, but you do have to be careful. So (laughs) disclaimer. Okay. Second question. And I'm sure you've got a lot of stories in this category, but is there a time that you can think back on where you just realized you had a total boy mom life, something your boys did or said or dragged in? What's your boy mom story? Well, there's, there's many of those, but the one that (laughs) comes to mind, because my husband pointed it out, he was like, oh my gosh, savage boy mom. So basically, (laughs) I I think our boys, two of our boys were wrestling or something, which is very common in our house. And um, normally, like in the early years, I I would get, I grew up with just one sister. So we had Mm. a totally different kind of household. And I remember I was just like, it's driving me crazy. Well, one day they were wrestling and I, I guess I did this without even thinking. I stopped and I was like, no, no, you're grabbing him wrong. If you want to take him down, you need to grab over here. And Dave walked in and he was like, savage boy, mom. He's like, Ashley, you're literally giving him tips on a takedown. And I was like, I hey, love it. Boy, mom. <laughs> our kids so, wrestling. so anyway, yeah, I, I own it. I'm a boy mom for sure. Oh, that is so good. I love it. And there's a lot more stories in Peace Pirates, which oh, I'm yeah. going to make sure you mention here at the end. And then I would love to have you back on to talk about peace in these crazy times. Um, okay, but last last question along these lines. Is there a piece of advice or wisdom, if you could look back on the Ashley with just, you know, maybe starting off in this boy mom journey, what is something you would tell a younger Ashley? There's so many things, but I'm telling you, the first thing that comes to mind is just chill a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was so, when we had our first son, we were the, we are both the firstborns in our family, so we were the first ones to have kids. And I felt, and then we moved away from all of our family. So it was kind of like, I just felt so much pressure to, to kind of try to be the perfect mom. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I mean, pressured myself on when to potty train. I pressured myself on when he should be having, you know, reading certain words. And like, it was just pressure, pressure, pressure. And I, I look back on that and I see myself now having four kids and my youngest is five and I am such a different mom with my five year old. Firstborn when he was five, and I, yeah. I, I kind of hate it for him because I, when I, when I look at Chatham, our youngest, I'm able to enjoy and just chill more. Like even with the potty yeah. training, it was so much easier, and and I know it's hard. I mean, potty training is so yes. hard, um, but it was just easier because I wasn't putting that pressure on myself, yeah. and and I wasn't, I didn't take everything as like it, I was a failure. And I think when you're when you're a new mom, you do, you take it personally, and you think, oh, I must be, I'm just not made for this, or I'm, I'm just missing something. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I I must be totally messing up my kid, but really all of us, you know, we all have, it's a lot of it's trial and error, you know, and I wish somebody had just told me that and a whole lot of prayer. And if I talked to me as a younger mom, I would have said all that and said, just, just enjoy it more, you know, just calm down. (laughs) Yes. And I, yeah. And a lot of us probably did hear that advice, but really, really listeners, (laughs) believe us you're gonna wish you had just enjoyed it more and relaxed more and oh such good stuff okay well Ashley tell us a little bit about Peace Pirates and you know if they can pre-order how everyone can get their hands on that and then also where they can find you if they want to track you down on social media or your podcast all of that would you just give us the layout absolutely absolutely so I'm so excited about Peace Pirates it comes out April 7th but you can currently pre-order it at peacepiratesbook.com and you can so order it wherever, wherever books are sold. Um, and it's basically just about how to recognize those things in your life that are attacking your peace, because we do mm-hmm. have an enemy that would love nothing more than to make us feel like we, we can't have God's peace. And when we don't feel like we have God's peace, like we're whole, then, then we don't respond in, in the most loving way possible to our family. And we just kind of half-heartedly go through life. And God yeah. wants us to have his peace. And it's our taking as believers in Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a gift of the Holy spirit. And I think that especially today, you know, gosh, we need peace more than ever. Like we need God's peace. And Mm -hmm. I just, I talk about kind of those things that attack our peace and then how, how to pursue, how to promote and how to protect the peace in our heart and in our home Mm -hmm. and also how to treasure up. You know, I talked about looking for the good and those golden nugget moments. And I talk a lot about that too, and how to, in the chaos of, of raising kids. And when we do feel like we're maybe getting it wrong, you know, how do we find those, those golden nuggets when we just feel like everything's so crazy, it's hard for us to even catch a breath. And so I I really hope, you know, the listeners get their hands on it because I just, I just believe that moms, especially we, we, we need God's peace in our lives. And so I want, I want all of us, including myself to really take hold of that and hold on to it. Dear life through motherhood and be so. 
and and timing i think is so great right now because i think there's a lot more anxiety right now everywhere than even normal which is already a lot so great great resource i loved it a lot of funny stories but a lot of practical help which is totally what i'm about so love that Oh, thank you, Monica, for saying that. And then for those who want to listen to um, our marriage podcast, it's called the Naked Marriage Podcast. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also, if you don't have um, the podcast app, you can listen to it on YouTube. It's, it's an audio only, but you can still listen to it on YouTube as well. And then our Naked Marriage, the Naked Marriage book is available as well at, uh, you can get it at marriagetoday.com or nakedmarriagebook.com. And as far as social media, if you go on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Ashley Willis Encouragement. And that's my my author page where I put a lot about different resources and different uh, verses and what I'm learning, some funny family stories, all those things. And um, and if you want to follow my husband and I, uh, if you just type in marriage on Facebook, then you'll you'll kind of see our, our picture pop up there and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when you pop in marriage. And, and we have a lot of marriage advice on there. And then if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's um, at Dave and Ashley Willis. Awesome. And if you can catch them live somewhere, even better, where can they find your schedule for speaking events? Absolutely. So if you go to xomarriage.com, it shows all the different places we're going to be. We did recently have to postpone some of our Mm -hmm. spring schedule due to the COVID-19. But good news, we have rescheduled those for the fall. And so there's a pretty full fall schedule and um, we hope to see any anybody there. And we do often do a meet and greet. And so m- one of our favorite things we do is to get to get to meet, you know, what we're huggers. So we're going to hug you if you allow us to, especially <laughs> coronavirus. I'm never going to take advantage of a hug again <laughs> or, or, or take, take a hug for granted again. Right. And so, but we love, you know, seeing people face to face, hearing stories and um, and just knowing that we're all in this together. We're all striving to have, you know, healthy families, godly families, thriving marriages. Love it. And. Do you guys ever make it to Hawaii for one of these? Oh, gosh, I would love to. Like, that's so yeah. that, that definitely our um, president of Marriage Today is a huge fan of Hawaii. He has gone several times. Well, I think, come on over. <laughs> I know. I'm like, please make it happen. So I'm hoping XO Hawaii happens very soon. <laughs> okay, let's make that happen. I love that idea. Yeah. Well, Ashley, thank you so much. I know you're so busy and now you've got kids at home. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I have been taking notes and will be pondering so much that you shared. And I know you've been a huge encouragement to everyone. So thank you. Oh, Monica, thank you so much. It's truly been an honor to be on here. And I absolutely love what you're doing. I love your podcast and your book. It's been such a tremendous help to me. So thank you. Oh, thank you. We'll have you back for sure. All right. I'd love it. All right. Take care. Aloha. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. Hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you are encouraged. This was episode number 50, so you can find today's show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 50. All show notes are found at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I love to hear from you, so you can always leave a comment over in the show notes and say hi, tell me what you like about the podcast, or leave me a suggestion for future episode topics. I love it when you do that. Thanks again for spreading the word about this podcast. You guys stay well, stay healthy, stay in, and stay sane, okay? Have a wonderful rest of your week, and until next time, aloha.